What are you in the kitchen or in an office today? I'm down in the office oh, again because it sounded a because, little different. Because we're on Wednesday instead of a oh, Thursday night. Right. Wrong. It's whatever night you want it to be. It's all in your mind. You're listening to Time to Lean, and here's a song, episode twelve. Yes. So you survived the holiday, the, the Thanksgiving holiday. I survived it pretty well, uh, but but that's because I didn't have to do much. Uh, we we stayed home and hung out a little bit with the with the kids, and yeah. otherwise just really had some nice quiet time at home and good. Just chilled out, unpacked some more things. You did uh, the Martha Stewart turkey. I saw. Uh, we we do yeah. Is that, uh, that is that's that have, one my mom br- likes a lot. Do you brine it first, or or? So, I, yeah, it's pretty simple. You brine it and do the normal, normal, just salt water brine, and then you, I think it's a salt and pepper on it, and you make this basting liquid out of uh, white wine and melted butter. Now, butter, yeah. I I didn't put white wine in mine. I put butter, of course. But and the nice thing, of course, is that um, when you combine the melted butter and the white wine, it stays liquidy. Oh. While while you're basting or while you're cooking it, so you can just keep adding more liquid as it cooks. I I based well I I brine too, and then I, uh, you know, I did the thing where you flip it upside down and cook it a little hotter for an hour, and then you flip it back, and I don't know, <laughs> to try to get the the thighs right. The trick with this this particular version, and actually, if you if you search for this there's more than one martha stewart turkey recipe oh there's more than one martha stewart there's only one only one of me she's 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 duplicated um this this one you you put layer a layer of cheesecloth over the the top and that keeps the skin from getting too dried up oh interesting and oh then you and then you you soak the cheesecloth in the butter wine <laughs> sure liquid you put you lay it over the top of the turkey while it's baking well thank goodness and then you then every so every half hour or so you put more of that butter wine mixture on it and it makes a really great drippings i i put uh well there's butter but then, that's about it then broth and stuff and some onions and things and carrots and so oh, yeah that's a good yeah those aromatic vegetables but but i i go in the bottom of the pan yeah i just take the i base from the bottom of the pan then i don't have a special broth or a special yeah no i have a separate uh, bowl of stuff and you just add more and more liquid to it as you go this uh you know i've been doing the brining for a few years now but of course uh afterwards i uh thing popped up and it said oh well wet wet brining is uh is out now and and dry brining is in have you heard about dry brining is that where you just put a whole bunch of salt on it (laughs) i I think so (laughs) like dry salt like under the skin or whatever yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> that's probably what it is. I've heard of it. Never tried it. It's. The, I mean, the, the that's a new the, thing. The other way around, doing a brine is to buy a kosher turkey because those are pre-brined. Oh, pre-brined. That's right. Yep. Well, I we've we've always lately we've gotten when we host we host we host every other year and we hosted this year and lately we just we've got you know ordered ahead and got the fresh turkey because I. Yep. The the thawing out thing, I don't, 
I don't know. It's like it takes 15 days or something. I don't get it, but whatever. Fresh turkeys are not that much more expensive. I think it's totally worth worth buying. It's it, going fresh, even if it's a few bucks more or whatever. I think we got some free range organic thing too. That was probably not even really a turkey. Ooh. It was genetically spliced, or I don't know what it was. Speaking of genetically splicing, no, but uh. no, that that was in the news today. The guy made twins that don't have uh, can't get AIDS or something. I heard something about that. Oh, it was splicing. I don't know what it is. Chris, that got the CRISPR out. <laughs> I think speak. I think you could use a CRISPR to make a better turkey. Wouldn't you be able to? A CRISPR. <laughs> At least the outside would be nice. That isn't. I was thinking the CRISPR isn't that that bottom drawer of your fridge where you throw a bunch of lettuce and it, it goes bad. <laughs> and and also evidently you could use your fridge to, uh, you know genetically create a master race no but but yeah i think thanksgiving was 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 okay we didn't you know like unlike some families i don't think we had any uh uh political discussions um where people like uh, get mad or whatever or i guess a lot of families i've been reading about are like kind of they're getting so polarized now that i, yeah. I know i'm getting political but but uh I'm I'm excluded from that part of the family now or whatever because of my views. It's like I, that's just getting weird. Yeah, fortunately that I, I haven't directly experienced that. I mean, we've we my family's had a few few things where things get heated, but it sure. isn't the stereotypical thing where ha- half the half the table is red, <laughs> half of them are blue, and they're all just staring at each other. Yeah, <laughs> thinking when when can we go home? Yeah. Oh God. No, fortunately. But yeah, it was a good, it was a good holiday. It was, you know, a lot of work. But <laughs> yeah, you you hosted your. Did you host or did yeah, your brother? Yeah, yeah, no, this is our year to host. So, so you host and you made the turkey and had the the family. You had your dad, I think, in town. Yeah, and his girlfriend. They came from Rapid City, and uh, my one of my okay, brothers good. lives in Wisconsin. He came out with his family, and the, wow. the tradition is there is the day after we meet at their hotel. And uh, we uh, go swimming. Uh, but uh, And then we have pizza. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which, that's a, that's a, is that a segue? <laughs> God, it was terrible. That's I tried one of to our make, topics tonight. Is, I tried uh, to make it smoother. Pizza. Did you actually eat pizza or did you just make that up? No, we actually do. So so that that's becoming... Now, some, some years we have uh, subs for sandwiches, but... Um, you know, because it's like, who wants to cook? And and uh, no, it's perfect actually. So and the kids are fine with that. And uh, so we had we did have pizza, but that that does <laughs> in a in a terrible segue uh, <laughs> goes to uh, the we had a comment, but I think it was I think it was sort of a joke. But it was uh, I said something I said I said <laughs> well, who could tell I I said something like. Uh, I can't remember what I said, but it or or you get leftover pizza or something as a prize on our Facebook page. I think it's how I worded it. And Jennifer L said uh, from uh, Virginia, I believe, unless she's lying. You never know on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, we branched out. We got somebody other than South Dakota <laughs> replying, but um, or Minnesota uh, said, uh, "How do you like your leftover pizza, uh, cold or warmed up?" So I so we could okay, we could talk so we, about we, we we're could, doing pizza. Um, yeah, so we could talk about you, what, that, and then maybe but what, first. Well, but first, what kind of pizza you like? No, no. First, what are you drinking tonight? 
Oh. <laughs> we have to have some kind of routine here. Oh, I, I am drinking water. No, uh, water clear? I am drinking a, a Eagle Rare Manhattan. Oh, good choice. Mm. That, that's one of my favorite bourbons. Now, that goes back to Thanksgiving a little bit because I have an uncle who likes whiskey. This was the first year I put out cocktail stuff. And I had a couple recipes out there because I wasn't going to be able to make them for everybody. Uh, but I ended up making them anyway. Because when you're making the turkey, you can go back and forth. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was hoping he would try the Oli Fashioned. But he, he, he just said, no, I'll just have the whiskey and ice. He's a Jack Daniels guy. I didn't know that. But um, he swears this by is, This is your, your dad? No, this is my, I'm sorry, this is my Uncle Jeff. My my uncle my aunt and uncle okay, come from the Cottage Grove. And... Yep, yep. Uh, they uh so he's like well your uncle jack yeah <laughs> <laughs> no jeff my uncle jack has a has a jeff daniels <laughs> free form here yeah go ahead <laughs> and i don't think he ever tried ego rare before um and uh, you know sometimes he's gotten gentleman jack but he wouldn't try the cocktail. I said, "Oh, fine, fine." Just you know. So he had Eagle Rare on ice. He said, "This is this is really good." And I said, "Well, I think this is my favorite up there with the, I like Old Forester uh, too." But but anyway, he he liked if, that if a lot. They, oh, sorry. Any, if just to put in my know it all whiskey <laughs> thing about about Eagle Rare, the it, it it's definitely not uncommon, but um, it's part of the I I, I consider it the buffalo trace family of bourbons well right even it, that same distillery i think the 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 corporate outfit is oh it's uh sazerac i think that's the name of the company that oh. makes a lot of those well buffalo trace used to be my go-to for a long time but but I, i've mm-hmm. been able to get eagle rare i tried it and i'm like oh i like this better before it I- is better it it's it's from the same basic uh bourbon family as Buffalo Trace, except Eagle Rare is a ten-year-aged whiskey. Yeah, well, it, it I shows it. It's, it. It it might be a slightly higher strength. The thing that's interesting is it, it I it doesn't really taste a lot like Buffalo Trace. It it it's a different character to it, even though it's from the same yeah you know a basic amount of grains. So they I don't know if they do something different to it. Well, what's Buffalo um, Trace six years about? I, th- I I don't know if it has a statement on it. Yeah. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Who knows? It could be a four year. It's it's probably a, a mix. I mean, there's so much sure. of it. But and, and if anybody doesn't know, a Buffalo Trace is kind kind of the base ingredient of uh, the very very uh, mythical Pappy Van Winkle's Private Reserve Bourbon, which is one of the most hard to get and expensive whiskeys you can you can do. Is that is so. Is that in the same lineage then, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so, the same yeah. basic, you know, family. If you go, go oh, research all right. it, and so a lot of I, first, and then as soon as Pappy Van Winkle got really trendy and popular and expensive, the stuff that is below it on the hierarchy, if you will, uh, started to get also more popular and hard to get. So, <laughs> like for example, the, one of the ones I used to like to to drink some of my bar gigs. Is this Blanton's? Uh, oh, Blanton's. Bourbon. Sure, that's there too. Yeah, that that's part of that same family, and now it's it's become one of these whiskeys that only the really high end bars have, and it's expensive, and the the liquor stores never have it on the shelf. You have to like get a lottery to 
even have a chance of buying one. <laughs> well, I got to try that just because yeah. um, back in the, back when uh, I forgot the name of the bar that I used to go to. Oh, uh, Pig. Handsome Pig? No. Handsome Hog. Handsome Hog. Thank you. If you guessed Muddy Pig, you're right. You win some leftover pizza. Back when they were open, uh, they'd have Whiskey Wednesdays or something, and they had Blanton's, and that's where I tried that, so... Yeah, and it's very, very good. It's it's not it's not quite at the level where it should be rationed like no. some rare no. elixir. It's it's just really nice, high quality bourbon, and it's really not that much better than Eagle Rare, which is probably thirty bucks. Yeah, um, but it's just it, that that's the whole thing with whiskey gets popular and weird, and stuff just goes crazy. Popular and weird. Can you guess which of those two adjectives describes this podcast? Well, it takes so long to make it. I mean, they can't, you know, they right. only make so many barrels or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, that that's the... Supply and demand. It is. Yeah. That, that sounds like a well, great, great drink. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's very pleasant. I probably had more of the... I, I noticed that Target, the Target liquor stores, the one, the Targets that have liquor stores, uh, are, uh, it looks like... No, at least ours is uh, the closest one to us. Is uh, has the old granddaddy bonded for like eighteen bucks, which is or eighteen fifty or something. They have to have a different price. Mm. Um, that that's a great bargain bourbon, I think. And 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 what now? Let's let's. I'll, I'll just get this right out out of the way here. So you said it's old granddad. Is the yeah. Name of it. And when you said you you mentioned it was the the bonded version. Sure. And to just a quick, you can look this up, but it's it's really technically stands for bottled in bond, right? And it's actually a an old old legal thing from the post prohibition years that um, basically to be called bottled in bond meant it had to be had to meet a couple of criteria. One, it has to be at least one hundred proof or fifty percent alcohol by volume yeah this podcast is 50 percent fun and it also has to have been stored and aged in a bonded warehouse which means that somebody got out of jail <laughs> yeah exactly and not bondage oh no no <laughs> so if it meets that criteria it can be called bottled in bond and you don't see that many of them and it's it only applies to american whiskey it's not something you ever see on scotch or any other kind of well they're there's that's a James Bond. James Bond. <laughs> the Sean Connery. He didn't have his own scotch. Sean Connery scotch. I mean, they've got. Why, what, why didn't he have a scotch? They have like seven or no nine for uh, Games of Thrones. Oh, so I was just about to get to that because that's what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. But hey, what are you drinking? Ahead. No, but <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, anyway, that bottled in bond. The it, if you see it, it's it's a good choice because. You get the higher proof, and it just has. It's kind of this uh, assurance of quality because most of the time they don't bother to go for that designation. They're usually so more this, expensive too, but this they're they're a little more expensive. But, the, but they're smoother. Bottled and bond, grand old granddad is is kind of one of these budget brands that you usually see on the bottom shelf of the store. Budget bond. And it's it's quite good for the money, especially if you're going to mix. I mean, you're making the Manhattan or the, the that New York uh, sour. 
I, it's great. Yeah, they're great in cocktails because they the higher proof tends to cut through the the sweet components a lot better. I think. Yeah. So that that and that's I, another reason I, I like to use rye for that same reason. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Riser. So you actually did break down and get one of the yeah. So the um, gay man's I recently thrones. Disc- <laughs> Game Game of Thrones uh, has done a lot of marketing. I, I think yeah. it's because their upcoming season is the last one. Yeah, so they're they're pulling out all the stops. And <laughs> See they how much started, they can make. They, they got together with uh, this corporate alcohol behemoth. They're called Diageo. Oh, Diageo owns a lot of really famous booze brands, including Johnny Walker and a whole bunch of other. I scotch. wondered. I wondered. Yep. Well, they have because it like Johnny Walker. I mean, they have what what nine different versions of. Oh, there's a whole bunch. They they there there's kind of the standby ones, and then they they have all these kind of offshoot limited edition ones they do. Well, I meant with the the Game of Thrones. I mean, they they uh, they have one for each house or something. Yeah, they want they're eight total. Eight um, Game of Thrones whiskeys, and the I th- I think from what I could tell, a good half of them are just the same ones that you could get in the standard bottlings and then some of them are unusual for example one of the ones out there is a uh oh, oh sorry lagavulin oh yeah. uh lagavulin uh, often is sold in a and they have an eight-year version they have a 12-year and a 16 i think are the main ones that you find and this is a nine-year lagavulin so so it's a it's so basically so basically okay so it's a little different but it's kind of it's like something that's already been there but they put a different label on it and they just it's not I mean I'm not saying it's total marketing oh a lot of it is sure <laughs> but which one so, are you which anyway, one are you drinking they, so the one I picked up because I was feeling cheap is the Cardu which is spelled C A R D H U mm-hmm. It's it's kind of it, it is still a single malt, but it does not have an age statement. The one that is the Game of Thrones version is the Cardu Gold Reserve. Oh, and that one is somebody's going to ask. <laughs> it is the House Targaryen. Oh, Targaryen. I think I don't. I don't watch the show, so you don't either. <laughs> I, I I haven't You've... I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh oh, I thought you'd seen some of them. Nah, and I, I've now, seen the first episode where the kid gets thrown out of the castle or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. That's that, that, that scene and the first the first um, episode of uh, Breaking Bad where they you know dissolved that guy in a oh, tub tub full of acid. That's the only episode <laughs> I've seen of. Wow, I was like, wow, I, I this is really different. <laughs> yeah, um, I did manage to continue on with Breaking Bad, which is well worth it. No, so, I know, yeah, I know. Game of Thrones, I haven't, I haven't gotten back on the horse there. <laughs> the dragon, um, the chase so, dragon. So anyway, that's uh, okay. Well, fine. So th- this is Cardu. It's it. So far, it's uh, it's a nice, very mellow single malt. I'm I'm drinking it neat, straight up, no ice tonight. Well, each one has a. Uh, has like this this is for house such and such and house yeah blah 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 and each one is a different single malt scotch okay interesting and there's a whole bunch of different ones and they all have different uh really fancy packaging oh and, yeah i bet like the the one the one i bought, bought is this giant you know dragon lizard thing on the front of it one one of them has a 
a, a big, you know, tower castle, and there's a whole bunch of, you know, different. I mean, the 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 packaging is very nice. Yeah, I think I think if you're really into the show, it's probably pretty cool. Sure. The uh, the, the there's also a Johnny Walker special Game of Thrones whiskey that's <laughs> not from the same series and this one is got this like winter themed bottle yeah it's actually kind of a cool bottle and like it reveals this the the the, the text on the bottle changes if you put it in the freezer <laughs> you know the whole winter is coming business sure and, sure um supposedly the character of the the whiskey is a little different if you drink it cold Why? Right. well sure so, yeah, so there's the, it's great cross marketing. Uh, the thing about Diageo is is they're they're normally kind of I don't know they're like any of the big corporate booze entities. They're they they, they they're good in some ways, but they tend to push profit above 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 everything else. Oh yeah, and things, a lot of people complain about them, but they own a lot of really big Scotch distilleries in and. They they tend to uh, in, like in this case really uh, leverage them. Yeah, evidently. And the thing the, the the biggest reason that a lot of these um, big big booze companies buy up smaller you know maybe family owned distilleries is because they need a blending stock for their their large corporate blends like Johnny Walker. Yeah. Because those need lots of different, you know, again, if you want to make lots and lots of Johnny Walker Black Label, which is really popular, it's like the, the scotch you find everywhere, that um, you need a lot of certain types of, of malt whiskeys to, to keep the character consistent. Oh, I have so no idea. Need, yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. So but, really, you just want to start a little family-owned business and then hope you get bought out, I guess. It, it's a little bit like, you know, computer software <laughs> or farms or whatever <laughs> it's everything now. it's it's crazy yeah um anyway th- this is nice it's very mellow it has kind of a it's not i wouldn't call a sophisticated malt you know where's it compared know. to like on the johnny walker thing is it like green or something i mean what mm. i don't it's know it's not as good as green oh um oh okay mm. what's below green red so uh, the the range is usually red is the cheap stuff. Oh, um, I don't like red at all unless it's like you know maybe maybe with soda or something else. But it's, yeah, it's really pretty pretty nasty. I think um, black is the the next one up. Oh, black, black I actually do buy sometimes. I'll have that at a bar. It's it's decent. Yeah. Oh, I've had it. Not. It's not offensive. So anyway, uh, this this whiskey is fine. It it it's fine to. It has definitely a lot of uh, kind of a grainy, malty taste to it. it. It's it's not smoky. the 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 smell of this is almost an orange marmalade kind of thing going on. Ooh, well that could okay. that could be a tie. It's not bad. That could be a tie in with uh, uh, Paddington Bear. He could have his own scotch because he liked orange marmalade, didn't he? And then you could have <laughs> uh, Winnie the Pooh. Could have a, I haven't a, seen that one. A honey a honey liqueur. They they they. I just don't have time to watch these films. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> that was for like when we were kids. Oh, we can't. That's, that's... I haven't seen Paddington as well. No, no. Either have I. I'm aware that Paddington is a thing. I think he liked orange marmalade. but I, Well, I, English, of course. Oh, I suppose. It's an English bear. Lots of bitter rind in there. Okay, so that's what I'm drinking. It's it's good. Um, 
speaking of movies and scotch, um, Johnny Walker also last year or the year before did a, a Blade Runner 2049 black label. Oh, okay. Well, because with that, this futuristic that, looking bottle, <laughs> I that but but in the movie, there. <laughs> They're drinking it in the movie too. Yeah. yeah okay, I get it now. I, he I drinks it. I he's drinking that. it in the original too. <laughs> oh. Obvious marketing. I almost picked it up once, but it was like black label in a in a really funky bottle, and it was three times the price. Yeah, it, that's not <laughs> it's worth like, it. Like I just couldn't do it. No, it's not. It, you're basically just paying for the the bottle. Yeah, and it looked very cool. It, but then, what do you do? What do you do with it though when you're done? You hit it over your head. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just so let, let's. I, I think. Um, well, the question was, how do you yes. how do you eat your leftover pizza? I I eat my I eat my leftovers cold. I don't heat them up. I heat it up, and it gets kind of. Um, to me, the sign of a good pizza is is how good it is the next day cold. That's one of the signs. I mean, at first it's <laughs> different signs, but how good it tastes when you first get it is good is important as well you know in college you know you'd order a pizza and if, if there was some left over you'd eat it when you woke up I'm, but even even if you didn't put it in the fridge i don't know we we didn't have i don't know i was surprised we all made it out alive from college but it always tasted kind of cardboard because you'd leave it in the cardboard and it was down well and and then the the, the cheap stuff would you you would pick the cold pizza up off of the the cardboard box, and it would take some of the cardboard up with it. It would stick to the bottom of the crust. So that added to the cardboard flavor. So you get your roughage. But also, I I think you know that was like Domino's, and back then maybe I've heard Domino's is better now, but I haven't had it for a hundred years. But uh, Domino's pizza kind of had a cardboard taste anyway. So I don't know. What... So it was a simpler time. What what do you do? You heat in a time in a world without pizza. Um, okay, so on this question, I, I used to microwave my pizza like an animal. I, I've come around to the point that I do one of two things. I, if I'm able to, I will use my toaster oven. Oh, and reheat it that way, which is quite effective. Oh, I don't have one of those. See. But see, um, yeah, see you, that's the you, best use for a toaster oven is you can reheat pizza. If you put it in the microwave, it gets too tough. Yeah, or so, you know, soggy or or, it, or whatever. Or the, the sauce dries out. It, it's just a disaster. <laughs> or all three. Yeah, it's it's really bad. It's much in that case. Then eating it cold is the way to go. I I I, I really like cold pizza. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I, I I've come around on cold pizza. I was not. I didn't used to like it as much. I mean, it depends on the kind, I guess. Too some some are better than others. Cold, thin, thin crust is much better. Uh, I just have cold, whatever cold. So what but, uh, uh, what do you like on okay. your pizza? Uh, Batman. <laughs> no, that... <laughs> <laughs> call back to the previous episode. Rohan. He um, likes Batman. Yeah, Batman Ninja Pizza or whatever. Ninja Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tend to be usually a traditionalist as far as pizza toppings go. Yeah. So the the standard, you know, sometimes there's nothing better than a good old pepperoni. Sure. It's boring, but you know, it, it's classic. Mo- you know, I'm I like I mentioned before, I'm not a fan of mushrooms, so I don't I don't like mushrooms on them. Sure. Most of the other veggies I'm okay with. Um, I have to be careful with green olives because sometimes if you put green olives and some other really salty 
meats or other things, it can just overpower things. Oh, yeah. We might as well put some anchovies on there. So I, I try and avoid, uh, for example, pepperoni and green olive, which is kind of the, the salt combo. Yeah, that's too that, much. That doesn't work for me. I like uh, sausage. Even just... Sausage... Even uh, just yeah, if, if it's if um, if it's a good sausage, just sausage pizza is really good. Sausage and pepperoni too, fine. Yeah, sausage can be great. Um, the, sometimes I get a little bit fussy about my sausage on pizza. If if you get some where there's just lots and lots of fennel seeds in the sausage, yeah, like you're eating your pizza and you bite into a fennel whole fennel seed and it just <laughs> kills it. Yeah. And I, I don't mind fennel. It's just a, that sometimes, sometimes oh, they overdo pe- things. They, yeah, I just don't want to chow to bite down into this honking fennel seed. <laughs> honking fennel seed. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just I can't I can't do it. I just <laughs> do you uh, have you ever had like the uh, I'm trying to remember the kinds of pizza we we've, we've had over the years at different buffets, but they they uh, <laughs> tour of buffets they. Uh, I like Hawaiian pizza sometimes, Canadian bacon, pineapple. Yep, and and pineapple is definitely a uh, a line in the sand for people. I, I, yeah, you either really go, really like it or you don't. Oh, they're like you can't put that on a pizza. I'm like, oh, it's good. No. It's sweet and sour. I love I love it, and, and my I think one of my favorite combos is actually uh, Canadian bacon, pineapple, and jalapeno. Oh, Jalapeno. Yeah, yes. that's right. Oh, it's I remember it's a now. Great combination. Oh no, I I tried that after, but because you get that that heat too. Yeah, you get you get the extra heat with the not too salty um, protein. As you well, say. right. You get but you get a little smoke then too from the Canadian bacon. So yeah, you're, if it, you're if getting it's good quality and not not just rubbery ham slices. My kids are like macaroni and cheese pizza. Interesting. So that's just a pizza crust with macaroni and cheese on it and what how, how does Bas- that work basically i the way i make it is i put a little extra cheese sauce on first so i'm eating mac and cheese sorry generation mac and cheese so so you know when you make the cheese it has the cheese packet the mac and cheese i only put like it is in the craft craft in the something box like stuff. that yeah did you say crap no but um I only put I don't put all of the cheese sauce in when I make the uh, mac and cheese, and then I uh, put some of the cheese, the leftover cheese, on the crust. Then I put the mac and cheese on top of that and cook it. And the kids love. It. I don't know how other people make it, but wow, because you kind of need some kind of sauce. I've tried to make it just putting mac and cheese on crust, and it's not. I don't know. It's missing something. So, so the extra cheese sauce kind of holds it together. I think so. It becomes the sauce. Yeah, you need need some kind of a sauce. Yeah, you need something under there to hold it up, and and that kind of gets to one of my pet peeves about pizza, traditional, not mac and cheese kind. <laughs> uh, uh, the sauce for me really can make or break a good pizza. Yeah, I think. So what do you what do you I, think I like about like Chicago sauce. pizza or, or no? What's the kind of pizza where they put the sauce on top? That's Chicago. I think that's, that's a Chicago, Chicago, isn't it? Dish. Deep dish. Yep. Um, you know, it's kind of like a lasagna it, or something. <laughs> it's not my favorite. No. Um, no offense. It's not, no, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of its own thing because I feel like you have to be in the mood for that. And my problem with it is, I feel like the sauce kind of gets lost 
because the, the there's so much bread and cheese and whatever else is on it and the, the you know it, it often there's not enough by the time you you know really dig into it yeah well I'm trying to think and some of reason like a... if, if it's underneath in the traditional structure then it, it it works better for me but yeah well I, I mean some people really like the other kind but my wife, yeah. Jody, my wife, she likes it, the real thin crust. Like oh, I, I used to tease her as like, well, just put it on a cracker or something, you know. Or 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 that ridiculous thing, flatbreads. <laughs> well, that's everywhere now. Lame way of saying a, a cheater's pizza. <laughs> well, a lot of brew pubs or whatever, that's what they'll have for food. It's got, it's got to be one of the easiest things yeah. for these places to throw together. But... But you can do some fun things with it. I, I've seen. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of something like caramelized onions and um, what was that? Kind of some kind of brown sauce. It wasn't. I don't know. You can do kind. Of, you can do some fun things with it. Barbecue. Yeah, that's a common one. The barbecue chicken flatbreads, or they'll yeah. do. A, yeah. Oh, uh, like a thai peanut you know thing with chicken on it and well we've talked about it before but that one place you went it sounded like they put like uh chinese food takeout on a pizza or something. oh that's that's that place in um iowa i think we talked about that in a different episode but i don't remember talking about that oh, place on one fine. of our shows um, but yes yeah, isn't that what they it's like chinese food on a pizza isn't it yeah they, they have like a sesame chicken or kung pao chicken <laughs> Pizza, yeah, it, it's a thin crust loaded up with these Chinese food toppings. It, it, you haven't lived till you see a, a huge pizza covered with baby corn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just funky as hell. That yeah. um, baby, again, baby it's, corn. It, for me, it's not really pizza. It's more of a gimmick thing, but that's it, cool. It, it's okay. I think you liked it though, didn't you? Or your yeah, or, or your I, wife? I, liked I didn't it? love it be, partially because I'm I'm kind of a you know a curmudgeon about <laughs> certain there are about two things everything. that yeah I, i'm terrible I, I i don't know why i have i'm not qualified to talk about food at all because of my childish tastes um so a couple of things that show up on these um stunt pizzas i'm gonna call them <laughs> stunt pizzas <laughs> and what they are is that two things that there there are, are green onions and cilantro cilantro Oh yeah, yeah. Because if it's got any kind of Thai or Chinese thing, they'll they'll, throw, no. they'll just cover it in cilantro. And cilantro, yeah. I'm one of those people that finds cilantro to taste like soap. Oh, so you're one of those. I, I don't, I'm one of them. I don't yeah. have that, fortunately. Well, maybe oh, maybe lucky somebody you, because cilantro is in a lot of really good food. Maybe maybe somebody could uh, mm. that guy could splice out the get the crisper out and splice out the gene yep I, I i need a trip to the crisper <laughs> that makes you uh <laughs> i hey all of a sudden cilantro I doesn't taste, taste like soap thanks to this guy from the china cilantro soap and i can what is it uh <laughs> twist a cherry stem with my tongue or... you can't do that well i can um i can i can curl my tongue yeah I can I've make never, it. I've, I've never tried. I, I can it's make not like one of a my life pursuits. I can make a a W with my tongue even. Ooh. Yeah, well, I don't know. That show off. It used to be a a bar trick, I guess. <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, so yeah, these these things are are fine. Um, <laughs> stunt pizza. Stunt pizza. Yeah, it, it's. 
I, they, they kind of exist on a different material plane from from what I consider to be normal pizza. Oh. And, you know, I, I'm definitely one of these people that, for the most part, it's hard to really fuck up a, a pizza. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I sometimes will even eat Totino's, you know, the ones that are usually a dollar. Oh, yeah. That's they're, a good... They're, they're fine. With the, with the best enjoyed with the little square pepperonis. Yeah, I that, know. That look like tiny pepperoni cubes. But I think that gets into a nostalgic thing, too. I wonder if if we hadn't had that yeah. as a kid, if we would like it. You know what I mean? Which, by the way, um, so Totino's pizzas, the party pizza, they call them. Yeah. Those now are made in a square shape. They're not round anymore. The whole pizza is now. Yeah, it's oh, a square. Okay, it's like a flatbread. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Um, well, they're all flat. You know, you know what? What's a great thing to do with those is you put it in your toaster oven. Yeah, I gotta get a toaster. And they oven. they come out. I mean, amazingly good for a, a dollar pizza. Yeah, they do the so, pizza rolls too, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Formerly known as Geno's. <laughs> I know uh, way too much about these things. I, I uh, um, oddly enough, I was not a pothead, but I loved, I loved those kind of things. I don't, I haven't had one for years. Pizza rolls are great. I, I could totally eat some right now. <laughs> I could too. No, in in general, um, I, I often prefer kind of a, not the super thin, but just the what a lot of places call a hand tossed. Yeah, because it's 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 enough there to really hold a lot of toppings and sauce. But it's not crazy, you know, deep dish that's all dough. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes a really good classic pan pizza where the the bottom of it is almost fried because there's so much oil and butter down there. Oh, I like it's all uh, gold, that, like old old style Pizza Hut. That's what I like. I like that. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that buttery Pizza Hut used to be a lot better than it is now. I think. I don't know if they're trying to compete with uh, or uncompete with uh, Little Caesars or something. Ugh, yeah, that that stuff's nasty. I, I've had plenty of. Yeah. I mean, they're they're. Con- oh, I know they'll convenient. do it. They really will. It's convenient, especially when you got kids. You're like, ah, whatever. We got to mm-hmm. do this three hundred things tonight. Let's do this. Yeah, it's so cheap. Yeah, but, we've never done three hundred things in one night at this house. Mm-hmm. I just have to say, but some families get over overtaxed, and maybe they use Little Caesars more often. But yeah, I can't yeah. blame them. And I pretty much, and I've gotten to the point where you have to get to know the place you're ordering from. Like there are certain places that you, I will ask for extra sauce in the pizza. Yeah, I never gotten. I guess so. Red Savoy, that was a real, <laughs> real. We were, I, uh, my wife and I were uh, wondering whether you would bring up Red Savoy. Well, so she she threatened to come on the show and diss them. Oh, I, it, but it's so that the sauce was so spicy. It was. Uh, it was very yeah. I I like it. Yeah. Well, she, now she now didn't. everybody said no. Red Savoy, of course, the original location in near downtown St. Paul is gone, long gone now, and the owner is deceased. And, well, I think. Well, I I the, it all went downhill after a car ran into it. <laughs> I don't, it seemed like that. <laughs> and, and he hit his head or something. I don't know. I don't know. A, a car yeah, drove I, into I, the place. I, I know a couple of people who went to their la- the last weekend they were open or something. It was a, waited four hours. Yeah. <laughs> to, oh no. To I, order something. It, it, I I mean, I I really liked it. 
It was it was yeah, really spicy was and it's kind of deep dish. It wasn't uh, or not not real deep, but it wasn't that deep. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, and, and now now what everybody says now is that they they sold the um yeah there are to a franchise yeah and there are a whole bunch of them now and the word on the street so to speak <laughs> um is that they're not nearly as good well they probably went cheaper they probably don't use the same quality of ingredients or something but they had mm-hmm. really good sausage too but man there it was almost too the, spicy they had a killer sauce though it was almost too spicy but yeah it was oh such I, a good like sauce that. anyway yeah whatever. and um near our previous place actually it's still not that far away but um this is this kind of just family owned red sauce italian place that has really great pizza and they they just do the thin um th- you know cut up into squares kind of thing yeah but it's some of the best thin crust pizza i've ever had it's I'm trying so to think good. there was a my dad worked there for a while when he was a kid and it was in rapid city but there was a, a mm-hmm. different pizza place uh in downtown uh, oh, was City. it the one over next to Fifth Street and? Yeah, it was across the was street co- from the the Rapid. By Hardy's. There. And... Yeah, but I don't remember Richard Nixon statue. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. It... it's now it's now a an Indian restaurant. Oh, but um, that was, I, I that keep was wanting to pizza. say Randy's Pizza Barrel, but that's not it. No, um, I can't remember. I, uh, but yeah, that was the first time Jerry's I ever House had... of Pizza. Yeah, Jerry's. Jerry's. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. that was the famous uh, famous Rapid City place. That was uh, the first time I ever had the square slice or square. It was a round pizza, but they cut in squares. Yeah, that's what this place does too. Like the same idea. And I and, love and those little lucky, tiny corners. If you got, you get the tiny corners, and if you're lucky, they're just a little bit singed. Yeah, that those were my, that was my favorite piece. The little burnt, almost the equivalent of burnt ends. I, I would slices. I would just take those. I but see, I think that. Oh, we fight over those here. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that got into the. That was a thing too. Like uh, when you make pizza at home, like some cheese spills over a little bit or bubbles over, and it gets yeah. really dark and crispy. That's the best stuff. I, one one day, I I just uh, I just melted some cheese. <laughs> That's really good. I'm telling you, man, toaster oven is what you need. I guess I need a toaster. I because don't know where I'd put it. We have you, no counters. You, you, can, you can just put it right on your countertop. You can we don't put have some random countertop. bread thing and put cheese over it. And like five minutes later, you have like cheese toast or no. yeah, I'll look. Stunt, stunt pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so easy. Plus, you don't you don't trash your oven. No, I'll look into it. Yeah, I, I, I like ours a lot. We, and we and you can make toast any... in them if you really want to. Some Some people prefer making conventional toast in a toaster oven oh rather than a pop-up toaster but uh yeah but then it goes when it's done that's exciting it pops up it it is and and some of us don't get out much well any more notes about uh pizza (laughs) i don't know i think i remember i remember godfather's pizza we used to go to the buffet there that was one yeah, of the pieces. Yeah, so let's do a quick tour of, tour of nostalgic buffets. buffets. <laughs> um, so well, we've already talked about shakies. Yeah, shakies. We we yeah. You can you've gotten more of that than you wanted. I think. <laughs> um, the time to lean podcast more than you wanted. So the the classics were Godfather's and the Pizza Hut lunch buffet, which which is well known outside of Rapid City, and where you would get at Pizza Hut, you would get the the random pizzas plus. 
the iceberg lettuce-based salad bar. Yeah. And some kind of... Did they do a dessert at that one? I forget. Uh, probably that pudding stuff. They <laughs> had pudding, but did they do a dessert pizza? Though? Oh, yeah, I think so. But I, I, my memory is kind of burst. See, the thing I'll, I'll say about Pizza Hut's original buffet is that... They didn't get they they didn't let it get out of control and sprawled. So they didn't have chicken and fries and yeah whatever else or I don't know. Shit. You got to have JoJo potatoes with the pizza though if you're going to have a buffet. Forget it. Yeah, I I, I just I, I, I admire Pizza Hut's original <laughs> buffet in its simplicity. <laughs> they they really I mean they just didn't have room. It's a hut. <laughs> <laughs> a shack or what? Pizza shack. Remember that <laughs> on Lake Street, where the year I moved here, somebody was murdered or something. oh, oh, I hope... cop, cop was killed. That was oh, a... that's right. Oh, jeez. Pizza shack. Yeah. No, I don't know if that's still there. What else? Uh, oh, yeah, Godfather. So you could Godfather. You, you could you, the... you could ask. That was a totally different kind of pizza. Um, but I I, I like it too. They had a really. They were one of the first places to do that really thick tons of cheese and yeah i liked yeah. it that was where i first started getting pizza with like black olives and different things but yeah you could i remember we could you could even ask you could request a pizza then make it's very it very much like pizza ranch oh. it does that also known as el ranchero de la pizza i don't know that, if that, i've that, ever that, been to a pizza ranch but how have you avoided going to a pizza ranch when I you have kids i don't know if there's anyone around here yeah no, they're they're a great kid thing because that's all they do is pizza buffet. Well, there used to be an old, and they have, old country and they have dessert buffet. <laughs> and they have, they have fried chicken and they have, you know, shit like that. We could talk about buffets, but no. We, we used to go to the old country buffet. Jody wouldn't go with us, but I'd take the Rest kids. Peace, yes. <laughs> yeah, the ones up here, I think, have become all, golden corrals. Or... Yeah, I think there's a few there's a few old country buffets left still, but they I think they went up. They, sold their brand or whatever oh well alas a lot of crappy food in there <laughs> the other thing that this come out recently i was going to talk to you about was i don't know if you've seen it yet but have you seen the other side of the wind uh, speaking of pizza i think orson wells he loved pizza but uh the uh other side of the wind came out and uh and a documentary what's that called again they'll love me when i'm dead i think that's it yeah yeah so which I, is a making making of of so yeah, I think you, I, I feel think, you want to describe it or well I think if have you seen either of them yet? I've seen the documentary. I have not seen all of Other Side of the Wind yet. I uh, I watched Other Side of the Wind and then I watched because I wasn't I uh, I had a cold, <laughs> so and that good. gave you an increased attention span. <laughs> well, it's, it's you're kind of just laying there watching stuff, but I yeah. uh, I watched Other Side of the Wind and then I watched the documentary. And I, I if anyone's watching and they like Orson Welles or whatever. I would recommend. Oh, you have to see it. I, I, think, I, it's, I think it's, it's a must-see. It's been one see. of these things that's been... <laughs> I've, I've read about for years. One of these missing movies of his that... He had you know, several you, in in the works all at all times, but yep. just the way he worked. And, and some some other side of the wind, they, they didn't get into this in the documentary, probably for political, political reasons, meaning not politics, but like, you know, people's... Careers. <laughs> And and there were there were lots of they alluded to some stories, things. but about yeah, especially with that business with the the Shaw of Iran's company <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. Well, bizarre. even the rich little thing was weird. The, oh, that's just yeah, it's fascinating <laughs> documentary actually. Even if you don't ever watch the movie, you, you you get a lot of it just from that. I I think you should watch both. It's but the thing that's there there were lots of 
back and forth with uh, the people, the various people who had interest in this movie, like financial interests and yeah. other things. And yeah. there were legal fights. There were um, a lot of people say that that uh, that that lady that was uh, involved with Orson Welles at the end of his life, she had she held it up for a long time because she wanted too much money and. And I think at the end but it she, was like she she co-wrote. She's the star of it, basically. Yeah, she's 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 the star of it, and cool um, star. Yeah, she had some. I don't know what her interest was as far as legal, financial, that kind of thing. Let me rephrase this. She's the star of the movie within the movie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, it, it'll make much more sense if you go read. No, up she's on like it or the close. She's not even the star. Whatever. Yeah. She's the uh, the 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 woman uh, love interest within the movie within the movie within the movie. It, it it sounds insane if you try and describe it. So. But but you know I think he was inventing this mockumentary thing because I don't I I think if you watch it you're I think if somebody watched it now, because uh, it just came out, and I uh, Peter Bogdanovich I think helped wrap it up. But I think because I don't think the edit was completely finished. No, no, I think I think there were lots of it. I mean, I think he had the outline of it done and stuff like that, and he had edited chunks of it. But there was a lot of stuff that I think had to be interpreted. And yeah, well, yeah, it was in his head, especially with a movie that's so unconventional like this. Oh, but but I mean, where where did this come from? I mean, now it seems like because there have been a hundred mockumentaries, and now you know that that quick edit. Looking at it now within this frame of mind, the beginning of the uh, the movie, is, the the edits are just incredible, uh, the, mm-hmm. and the timing and the cuts and and the idea of I think basically he had all I don't know how many different directors uh, filming, and some of them were in the movie, and then students you know stu- our, uh, film students were filming, and and all that. All that footage uh, was spliced together in different ways. It was really cutting edge. But I, I and then the idea of a movie within a movie. That movie is kind of making fun. It is making fun of, I suppose, of uh, of art movies like. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of. What's... Oh, and Toniani and those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that stuff that was really big in the '60s. Um, that there's references to that. The the thing that's and and, th- and then there's the big atmospheric films of the '60s, that kind of thing. And well, Wells was also kind of mocking himself. Well, yeah, in a, lot, a lot of ways because he he practically, I mean, it's basically about him as the director. But John Huston plays him. <laughs> but it might as well have been Wells and <laughs> and Peter Bogdanovich kind of plays himself. He does, yeah. Because Rich, is Rich, fascinating, Rich, actually. I, Rich Little because... was going to play that role originally, but that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's weird. What were you going to say, Peter? Yeah, Bogdanovich is is one of these really weird. I I I just he kind of you know he had this. It's a lot of people describe this as somebody who who finds a mentor and then a, 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 during the course of their relationship kind of outshines him because yeah. he had some big hits and was a recognized director in his own right and, and financially there, successful. There was this, they had a weird kind of fucked up relationship, I think. Yeah, and that Bogdanovich just never seemed to you know move past that, and his career got kind of down to the dumps, and I, it just it. it there's a whole story there somewhere too, right? Let me touch That's, on it. A well, tiny well, Wells, bit. I, I think Wells is a fascinating 
personality just by himself. His, I mean, I'm a big fan of many of his films. As it turns out, I just got a, a new Blu-ray of his mangled masterpiece, The Magnificent Ambersons, <laughs> which they just put a new edition out. Unfortunately, they'll probably never find the missing parts of it that were cut out. But no. That's, that's the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> but there's this whole um, kind of theory about that, that he was just an intentionally self-destructive personality. Sure. Um, which not everybody believes that that that's what's so fascinating is you can read it you can read his uh, his career and in, in life in a lot of different contradictory ways well but i'm guessing he probably went through different phases where sometimes he was self-destructive but also- I, I think he must have been because some of the <clears throat> thing some of the the things that happened to his movies and 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 everything there's just no other explanation <laughs> since it happened multiple times but he had a weird way of working, too, where he'd, like, even the other side of the wind, I mean, I don't know how many years it spanned, uh, but he'd film a little bit, he'd go do an acting role to make money to fund it, but while he was working on another film, too, and I, I don't know how he managed Well, that, that that's the way his entire late career, later career directing thing went, because he did all these Shakespeare films, and they also were filmed over long stretches of time. And he almost all self-funded. Yeah, but he, but he he'd just come back. He'd pick up at it and he'd bring back the actors, and they'd start where they left off. I, I I don't know how it was all in his head, but I'm sure he took notes and stuff. I think, but I I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah, any of these it's, notes. It's kind of a he he must have. I, I brilliant brilliant guy. But uh, I, I I consider what I've seen at least so far just to be kind of a, a fascinating study, <laughs> if you will. Uh, flawed masterpiece is probably a good way to put it, and, and and obviously very cutting edge as far as the techniques. Oh yeah, other, other things that were just just like on Citizen Kane, where a lot of that yeah. stuff was ahead of its time, the cinematography and everything else. And... Well, and that that was kind of a blessing and a curse for him too, because every time he'd make a movie, mm-hmm. you know, it'd everybody be like... asked him how it can. Yeah, Kane Kane was uh, he said it himself many times. If you l- watch some of his interviews over the years, he. Yeah. He, he, it's it, it, I, th- I think citizen, making Citizen Kane at age 25 or whatever was kind of a huge curse for him. <laughs> well, how are you going to top that one, Wunderkind? Right, right. Exactly. And so, yeah, psychologically, I think it, it, it's really interesting. And, uh, it, but both of these are on Netflix. Uh, Netflix, I believe, put up a lot of the money to get this finished, which is great. You know, I, I was thinking. It, it it brought up eight and a half a little bit by Fellini, even though that's a totally yeah, different it's yeah. a totally different movie, but it it uh, it gets into that same um, you know the the John Houston character is sort of like Orson Welles and and the uh, you know Fellini was definitely uh, drawing on his own experience in eight and a half the the later end of his career and and yeah. and, and kind of referencing himself or not kind of but definitely. Uh, you know, sort of autobiographical, but in a, an exaggerated, dramatic way, I suppose. But um, I, I, I had some, it reminded me of that a little bit. But John Huston is, uh, if you, when, when you watch the, when you watch the movie, I mean, I, I know, I know from seeing the documentary, he didn't quite know, you didn't really know what was going, where are you going with this? Where are you going with this, Orson? But, um, <laughs> You know, you, <laughs> there's one scene where he's talking to a little girl, and that's a whole other thing. 
Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. What you're but but through, throughout the movie, he's getting progressively drunker and drunker because it's at his party for this unveiling of this movie in some kind of California Canyon house or whatever, where, you know, the, the likes of uh, Charles Manson might murder people. But it had that kind of, you know, that kind of feel going on. But he, and he's he's like talking. He's giving a he's talking to this girl and, uh, you know, he's he's spitting. And I don't know if he is on purpose, but I, I think maybe he actually was that drunk. I don't know if it was acting or not. But the, but there's the there's a naturalism <laughs> uh, element there uh, that was uh, that was really interesting. But then again, when you think back, it's like that was filmed probably four years after. I don't even know before the scene before it. So how did you somehow it's like blending a whiskey. How do you put all these elements together? You make a movie, yes. you make a movie that takes, you know, 18 years to make. And somehow there was a cohesiveness there. I mean, I know the editing was important, but there was a progression of drunkenness or whatever, <laughs> etc. of the, the John Houston character, not just drunkenness, but the progression of the character. It, it did have a, a certain narrative structure, at least. I, somehow, somehow. Yeah. I don't know how much of that was um, after the fact, after he'd been dead for yeah, years. Yeah, I, I got I got to think some of it he had he had sketched out, but uh, oh yeah, I I think it did take quite a bit of work to put it together. I think Peter Bogdanovich did it too, didn't he? Isn't he the one that finished he, it up? Um, he he and several others, I think, yeah. it was this group effort. Mm-hmm. Well, there was hundreds of hours of film, probably. Yeah, I th- I think they or had dozens a lot of interesting choices. <laughs> Yeah, they they shot so much film. Some some of it's almost a little bit of uh, of a Robert Altman kind of stuff. With yeah, yeah, you know, f- that's another good. Lots connection. of different conversations yeah. all at the same time. These weird ensemble things and and that, they were improvising. Yep, and yep. and of course uh, he was interested in having these other other directors were in in it too at the t- from the time. Those uh, like uh, oh god, he played in Blue Velvet. I can't think of his name. Oh jeez, whatever. He was selling uh, retirement things before he died. Dennis Hopper. Yes, oh, De- okay. De- yeah, Dennis yeah. Hopper's in, in. He did uh, show up. You're right. And I, I don't know. I'm guessing there are a few other hours of just Dennis Hopper talking uh, available <laughs> somewhere. But he was only Outtakes. in it a little bit. But <laughs> the thing when I watched the other side of the wind that was confusing because I, I said, God, I swear that's, um, I swear that's Rich Little. So I don't know. And then you watch the documentary and it, it explains that a little bit. But um, he was kind of all all the rich little parts were redone by Peter Bogdanovich. And and uh, but I think Rich Little is still I almost need to watch Other Side of the Wind again just to see because I, I swear Rich Little is still in the movie somehow, which is confusing because I don't what was his character if he's not in it anymore. There's some guy at the party. No, I guess. that is confusing. No, I I think so. I think they're. It's not perfectly edited. Oh, wow, Rich. Okay. I don't know. Rich Little. He he didn't. People. I, I think, people, I think people can see should, the documentary. Um, I think when we have Sean on next, we should have him talk about this too. Talk about Rich Little. This movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. He know. He might talk about Rich Little. I don't know. <laughs> he might. Well. I think it was John Houston said, "Why, why have somebody on here that can do the voices instead of just having the people that that the original people?" <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I, I just I I just got a big kick out of John Huston in that. Uh, I, I I love John Huston. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's great in everything. He he made some amazing films too on his own. I think he has the best scene in uh, Casino Royale. Is it? Oh, the, that's right. Doesn't yeah. he have the scene where he talks about descending his bowels to clean them by hand or something? Isn't <laughs> yeah. that like in the war he was talking about? Yes. Oh my God, that's talk about another messy movie. Yeah. Oh, that was a very messy movie. <laughs> Messier than well, no, I won't say messier than Other Side of the Wind, but. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it was uh, just just the, the sheer uh, differentness of it. <laughs> uh, even even the to, otherness. E- even today, when when things have been probably been influenced by that, or or also uh, paralleledly in, invented later, but that mm-hmm. I I think he, I don't know because I'm trying to think in the context of the time when he was starting this. It seems like he kind of invented several different, <laughs> uh, but then again, he may have been, I know he was referring to other European atmospheric films in the sixties and he's kind of making fun of that. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't think he made fun of, or he invented everything, but I don't, has any, did anybody make a mockumentary before, before this? Mm. I wonder, I mean, yeah, a lot of people know. think, you know, this is Spinal Tap. It's the first one, but I don't know. That's, hmm. the, that's the first one that made it big, I guess. Yeah, definitely. No doubt about it. Oh, all right. Fine. Oh, fine. Arr. Damn kids. D- there's damn kids today. I, and, and, it's now, and it's snowing out. It is. Winter Winter has come. Winter has come. Uh, it took me a, a long time to get home from work today. Wow. It was only like half an inch, but it, it was kind of slick. Yeah, yeah. Slick, 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 and and you know, you know, we but not enough for me to use my new snowblower, though. <laughs> no, not yet. Sadly. We 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 make fun of people in the south that have like three hundred car pileups when it gets a half an inch of snow. But the the first snow in Minnesota, it always feels like people are like um, a little bit like, oh yeah, snow. No, it t- it t- it's a warm up. <laughs> Excuse the expression. Period. <laughs> Where they forget how to uh, drive on a slippery road. It seems like we we just have that learning curve every year, you know. So we can't. Yeah. We can't. And we, today was one of those days. People were not. Yeah. Quite quite up to it. Oh, but it does even it surprised me a little bit. You know, you get on the bridge and it's like, oh, I couldn't stop now if I wanted to. You know, that's yeah. always, that's always exciting. Yeah, oh yeah, I got to pump the brakes. You know, you you figure it out. But some people it takes a little longer than others. And you got to you got to drive slower. But so, you know, we can't really make fun of uh people in the south that only have icy roads once every 7 years. I mean, we can't. Maybe it'll be more common nowadays. They'll get more <laughs> used to it. With climate change. Now, even oh, uh, it's uh, uh how can it be cold if it's global warming? Now. Yeah, there you go. The, the president said that again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, President. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see the me- the meme that uh, uh, Obama posted about Biden for his birthday? <laughs> oh yeah, those are. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just brings back you know, <laughs> the memory of all those memes. But um, those are so funny. I just. But but Obama made one. That was, I don't know. Uh. I miss the guy. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Uh. I don't know. Uh, 63% of the people do. Right. 13%, 13% of the people still believe he was uh, a Muslim. Oh, yeah, at least. Oh, at least. 26? It's hard to tell. 
I didn't do a poll recently. We'll have a time to lean poll. Do you think Obama was a Muslim? No. <laughs> That's a great one. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> oh, this has been a weird, weird night. I, I don't know. So everybody yeah. go out and see a weird movie. Do you have any other yeah. recommendations or anything? What what other things have you seen lately? Well, let's see. Oh, a quick one. Um, the I, I saw uh, Ralph wrecks the internet. <laughs> that, that's a sequel, right? Um, yeah, I wreck it, Ralph. I haven't seen that one either. Um, it's good. I really I, like I, it. I've heard they are. Yeah, the yeah, refer- should... referential stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. It's clever, kind of sweet natured. Um, I liked it a lot. It it it, it wasn't <laughs> afraid to poke fun at itself and good Disney and other stuff. And it's, it's a Disney clever. movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Disney movie, and yet they, they in the new one they're, they kind of made fun of all the princess stuff pretty I, effectively. I read I read about that, but I haven't seen um, it. And they even had a couple of the original voice actors from some of those movies do little cameos. Nice. I so, always yeah, appreciate it's that. Good. <laughs> I, I I would highly recommend it. Your your kids would probably like it too. Keep keep giving the voiceover guys work. I always I appreciate that. Wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I'd say that one is is worth is worth a watch. I I, I enjoyed it. it. It it's not earth shattering, but I liked it. Well, and I I guess I basically already recommended other side of the wind, and they'll love me when I'm dead. I think you should. I think people should watch both, and in that order. But you can yes. do you can do whatever you want. Maybe maybe watch half of one and then half of the other, and go back and forth and watch a little eight and a half, and then watch some uh, 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 Robert Altman movies and and throw them all together and and make make a soup, a, and, mo- a and, movie, and a pizza, a movie pizza, <laughs> a pizza. the stunt pizza, a stunt and movie, and st- stunt ninja pizza. <laughs> well, all right, that's about it. Don't you think? I, I, yeah, I'm I'm gonna stop it. You already did. No, I'm going to. Oh, because something. Something really good might happen now. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, Phil. (laughs) Good night, John. Anyway, whatever. um, Slick, slick, slick. (laughs) 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 Slick, slick, slick. Here's the song! The tree is leaning and so are we The lights are gleaming They're environmentally friendly and LED The choir of Phil, he sings his song Dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, ding, dong And now John's bass is So are we